Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Monday the 8th of August and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to you can pause the slides here and read the disclaimer in full. If you're listening to this on a podcast wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours then you can head on over at your convenience to the marcustoday.com.au website and read the disclaimer there. And of course, you can sign up for a trial if you're not yet a member of the wonderful Marcus Today community. And if you are, of course, you know there's lots of goodies on the website that you don't see in the emails or on other channels. All right, well, we had uh, an interesting night on the Dow on Friday. Big, big beat on the jobs number. That was the highlight of the US market now. Uh, initially that was seen as bad, but then maybe it's good. Maybe we're starting to see a recessionary fears starting to abate, but we did see commodity prices bounce on the back of it. Copper was quite a little bit higher, and we also saw US Treasuries as well moving on the back of that. Bitcoin doing well as well. So we saw US 10 years uh, were up to 2.827%. So an interesting night on the Dow with the Indices, we had the Dow up 77 points or 0.23%, 32,803. The S&P 500 was down 7 points or 0.16%, 4,145. And the NASDAQ was the worst of the bunch, uh, down 0.5%, 63 points to 12,658. So despite the fact that it was a massive, massive number that we saw in US jobs, it really was a little bit of a yawn. And the market was very lacking in gyrations. In fact, the Dow Jones only had a 320-odd point trading range, which uh, is remarkable given the amount that that beat by. I think 528-odd thousand new jobs created. The market was going for 250. So certainly there's something going on in the US market at the moment in terms of the employment situation, which the economists are missing, although some did say that some of the new jobs is actually uh, not so good because it is actually two jobs. A lot of people with two jobs now. Uh, maybe that's part of the uh, way to fight inflation is to get another job, which doesn't seem to be a particularly bullish thing. As far as our market goes, we have the SPY futures down seven points. So again, nothing really exciting there, 0.1 of a percent. The VIX index closed pretty much unchanged, down 1.35%, 21. So the US market still very focused on results. And that jobs number really wasn't enough to move the dial, although it was a very big number. Sometimes the big numbers are not to be believed, and economists and analysts sort of talk them away as aberrations. However, in commodities, we saw a little bit of a better night there. Brent crude up 0.85 of a percent, 80 cents, 94.92. WTI up 47 cents to 89.01.53 percent. Gold slipped as the US dollar firmed on the back of interest rate expectations now being stronger as uh, the analysts started penciling higher rates again on the back of that very strong jobs numbers. Gold fell $15.70 or 0.87% to 1791.2. The iron ore price up 2.45%. We had copper up 1.8%. 
Hopefully that's uh, a bit of a reaction saying there's no uh, recession on the horizon, certainly with those jobs numbers. That certainly doesn't bode for much of a recession. Nickel was down 0.2, aluminium up 0.3, zinc up 0.4, lead up 1.4, and tin down 0.25 of a percent. In US mining stocks, uh, we had BHP and ADR terms up 2.4%, Rio up 2.3%, all doing well. Freeport, McMoran up 5.3%, Alcoa up 3.5%, Tech up 3.2%, Anglo up 1.1%, Glencore up 1.5%, Vale up 2.6%, and Arbomile up 1.3% there. So a little bit of uh, interest in the commodity stocks. That will, of course, feed through into our commodity space today. We also might see the banks slightly better on the back of higher yields in uh, the Treasury space. (coughs) Here's the S&P 500. You can see there, guess what time the um, jobs number came out? 10.30. There you go. Big fall away and then buy the dip again, taking it all the way back up to pretty much where it was before the jobs number. In terms of US stocks, we saw Apple down 0.14, Meta down 2, Google down 0.6, Microsoft down 0.3, Amazon down 1.2, Telstra, uh, Tesla rather 6.6% down. Not a good move from them. T- uh, Netflix down 1.3, US banks better across the board. JP Morgan up 3%, Citigroup up 0.8, Goldman up 0.8, Bank of America up 1.7, Block was down 2.2%, Twitter up 3.6% as well. So a bit of a mixed session there for some of those US financials and US tech stocks. As far as major stories go, non-farm payrolls, 528,000. Consensus was 250,000. So it does seem there's something going on there that the analysts and economists have not yet grasped, but certainly very strong numbers there. Wage growth remains hot Average earnings up 5.2% year-on-year. Unemployment, though, still at 3.5%, lowest since 1969. And the bond yields and rose and dollar rallies on the back of that robust U.S. jobs report. Of course, that does point to higher rates and more aggressive from the Fed. And, of course, we did have uh, the uh, San Francisco Fed chief um, also talking about their desire to really smash inflation last week. Chances of a 75 basis point September rate hike jumped from 41% to 69%, and it does bolster that case for more Fed hikes, and it threatens to shut the door on dovish Fed pivot. We've got the CPI numbers this week. More saber-rattling in China with the military and climate dialogue with the US over Pelosi's visit being halted with the US, so the US and China no longer collaborating on climate change or military. A labour market defies recession fears as jobs growth surges in July. And the US has readied a $1 billion US-Ukraine weapons package. Over the weekend, China trade figures. Exports were up 18%. Consensus up 15 Imports up 2.3%. Consensus was up 3.7%. So we are seeing a reopening and a bit of a resurgence there in China in terms of those exports to the world. So that is probably not a bad thing for the Australian economy. Not a bad thing for commodities either. Biden passes climate change bill, which is a positive ahead of the midterms, and China and Taiwanese warships shadow each other as drills due to end over the weekend, and President Xi tries to salvage the Pelosi crisis. The RBA has cut the GDP forecast and raised inflation 
forecast in the SOMP. That is the Statement of Monetary Policy. And the best Aussie stocks last week were Lake Resources, Liontown, A2 Milk, Worst Aussies for the week, Graincorp, Megaport and UMG, United Malt Group there. What to expect today? Well, we had a little bit of a lacklustre European session. Uh, stocks 50 down 0.8, FTSE down 0.1, CACs down 0.6, DAX down 0.7. Uh, we are showing 7-point loss on the SPY, but given the strength in some of those commodities, we might see a little bit better than that. We might see the commodity stocks kick a little bit on the back of uh, recession fears evaporating slightly. Uh, we did see the market last week to have a pretty good week. Uh, it was up 41 points on Friday. So we may see certainly a little bit of positive sentiment still spilling over into our market, especially with the banks, maybe slightly better on Treasury yields. And we might see also the uh, commodity stocks doing okay. BHP was up around 58 cents equivalent in the US. We do get from the US this week, July CPI and August consumer sentiment. In the news today, we have Lend-Lease finally winning planning approval for its flagship $1.3 billion development in North London after a five-year battle. And there seems to be change at the top of Macquarie, uh, Montgomery rather investment management with them farming out the management of their Australian large cap fund to the fund Eagle Asset Management, Australian Eagle Asset Management. And RHC, Ramsey Healthcare, says no change to the status quo on the KKR bid, but the results due soon may be the catalyst for more action, but certainly keeping stum and not actually allowing KKR still to do due diligence on the international side of the business, especially Ramsey in France. 10-year yields in our market closed last week, 3.08, Germany 0.95, creeping up a smidge, US 2.83. And Emoka Brands, which was once listed on the ASX and was delisted for uh, non-compliance with some of the ASX rules, has completed a capital raising. It now values the company at $5 billion from memory. Uh, when it was delisted from the ASX, it was only valued at a couple of hundred million. So it's done extraordinarily well if the last capital raising is to be believed in terms of the valuation. Crown Sydney finally opens this week. Will that have an effect on Star? Will it take business away or will it make the Barangaroo and the um, Ultimo complexes uh, slightly more attractive as a destination for gamblers, we shall see. In the papers today, AGL and a potential $1 billion capital raise, and DeGray in the Australian as touted as a possible takeover target as Suitors Circle. And private equity is hungry for Helios's day surgery business. And Qantas, this is great, I love this. I'm not sure Alan Joyce will be doing this, but Qantas has asked its executives to work up to five days a week as baggage handlers as they can't get the staff. Good luck, Alan, out there. You might need to wear some gloves. It's probably quite hard work doing baggage handling. Question of the day today. How are you preparing for results season? Do you go a lot more to cash or do you just weather the storm with your long-term holdings and react on the day? But how are you preparing for the landmine, the minefield that is the results season, but giving, bearing in mind that some companies have already guided or actually warned, and we have had lots of quarterlies, uh, there is a certain amount known in the results season. Also, it is backward-looking, so it is the state of play as at the end of June, and obviously the commentary is going to be the key. So how are you preparing for results season? That's it from me today. 
You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there as usual. It's a great group. Members helping members is our motto and they certainly do. So love to see you over there. It is a good resource. And if you're listening to this on a podcast and you want other Marcus Today podcasty stuff, then you can head to the Marcus Strategy podcast and listen to our Fly on the Wall morning meeting. Of course, that is for members only now behind the paywall. We are working on issues to make it more accessible to members, less of a hassle to try and find it, so bear with us. But uh, that is a great uh, podcast as well, and my On the Couch podcast, which is uh, hopefully going to do one this week, so uh, just see how the time goes. But uh, try and get someone on this week that will be of interest to our members. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening, and may the trading gods be with you.